Tal started out serving in the Israeli army. He's worked and lived in over 50 countries on the planet. In 2005, he made the conscious decision to pursue every big dream he had, setting a hundred bucket list goals, and so far he's achieved about 90 of them. He's built a home for a family in Peru that lost their home in a mudslide. He took a 12,000-kilometer motorcycle journey across Australia. He trekked to the Everest base camp in Nepal, and now, of course, he's working on his book. So if you guys are lucky enough to find him somewhere in the world and get a moment of his time, I recommend you do. So today, listeners, we are chatting with one of the main advisors here at the Entrepreneur House in Chiang Mai, Tal Gur. Tal just spent the past month of his life advising 17 entrepreneurs of the house on business and life. He spent many hours working one-on-one with the attendees on the biggest problems they are facing in their business, how they can overcome them, and continue to grow as an entrepreneur, grow their business, and increase their profits. I personally think he's done an outstanding job consulting for these guys. We're going to chat today about what went on behind the scenes of the Entrepreneur House here in Chiang Mai, how we worked hard to keep the momentum going through with the attendees, keeping them working at their goals and enjoying their time in Thailand. This, I can say, is not an easy job. There were literally hundreds of hours of work that goes on behind the scenes, keeping the house going and keeping the attendees progressing towards their goal. Tal and I had many meetings and chats about where we could improve the experience of the house and what worked really well. So without further ado, I want to introduce my good friend, business consultant, Ironman triathlete, world traveler and personal coach, Tal Grower. Tal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) <laughs> so I want to chat a little bit about how you got involved uh, as being an advisor in the house here in Chiang Mai. And I guess we can go all the way back to uh, the mastermind that kind of started it all in, ba- in Barcelona last June. And we sat down with five or six people um, that had stayed in the house before and yourself. And cre- we created what we just experienced this past month in Chiang Mai. Originally, we called it the Chiang Mai Business Breakthrough Experience. But then, well, do you remember the, the mastermind? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was a fun one. It was. Uh, and we had me, you, um, Russ Hughes, Simone Salter, John Nims, I think George Mello, and I think there was, was that all of us? I think that's it, yeah. Was it actually, was it the 4th of July? Was that our 4th of July party? Perhaps. And yeah. Maybe I think a day before or after, yeah. Yeah. Around that time. So I had never been to Chiang Mai, and this is your first time too, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going in blind, um, and I was asking a few of these guys who had been to Chiang Mai before about what we could do, what we could offer, what kind of experience um, uh, that we should give the attendees. And we went over a lot of different things, but one of the things that kind of sticks out in my mind from that day is I always ask, well, who's your perfect client or who's your perfect attendee of, of a house in Chiang Mai? And I looked at you, and I said, well, Tall, he's the perfect uh, I want to design this 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 house for him, um, and it's funny how you know we went from that, and then you ended up being an advisor here at the house after all that. But um, um, so I guess you could say, uh, why did why did you want to get involved and be an advisor here, or why did you want to get involved well, with I, the house? I wanted to be part of the house because personally, I feel the value of surrounding yourself with like-minded people mm-hmm. is invaluable uh, especially when you're a digital nomad and it's more of a kind of a solo entrepreneur uh, style of work uh, I so yeah and I had an experience uh, ex- excellent experience like you know in Barcelona so yeah it was 
part of my my goals pretty much like to be part of that but uh the schedule the, the type of work and the schedule didn't really work out and so i'm really happy that we somehow found a way to uh incorporate uh myself here yeah because we were talking um i think we had a skype call we were talking about uh you kept you messaged me and said yeah i really want to be a part of the house um you know where do i fit in and i was thinking well tall's writing a book the rest of the guys are building businesses um, I didn't feel internally like you felt uh, or like you um, it would be best for you to be an attendee. So I made the suggestion, well, maybe Tall could be an advisor. And um, I thought it was a good idea. And then, and then you were open to it, right, which kind of led you to be an advisor. You know, I asked if you wanted to be an advisor. Yeah, I didn't have to think twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just being part of that is amazing. Yeah, cool. What would you say... Um, was your best experience from being in the house this past month? Well, I think the masterminds, uh, the energy during the masterminds here has have been incredible. Uh-huh. Actually, one of uh, one of the masterminds, I, I don't remember I've ever experienced uh, the sense of energy that I've experienced uh, at that at that point. Uh, it was just like a flow, like a flow of energy of like really great advices. Everyone basically wanted to help the other person, but it, it almost like went like it's kind of step by step. One person suggested something and then another person added to it. And at the end of that, it was like, whoa, what, what really happened here? Mm-hmm. So, and again, I haven't experienced something like that before. Mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of masterminds. And I think just because like when people come for 30 days, they, they, bond, they bond better with mm-hmm. each other. And there's like a sense of trust, and through this sense of trust, I think best better advice has come. It's almost people see themselves in the in the person in front of them, or the person in the hot seat, and and yeah, just like really brilliant masterminds here. Cool. What was your experience um, behind the scenes, or, or you know, working one on one together with me and some of the other advisors? Uh, what was your experience being uh, behind the scenes as an advisor observing the attendees in the house? Was well, that- I think in some ways we really work well together. I mean, it's almost like we complement each other. Like you're, uh, uh, it's, it's amazing to work with you. You're extremely uh, generous. Uh, you're social. You think about, you think about everyone like in, in such a person, personal way. Uh, I love the whole idea of goal setting. Uh, I'm more kind of thinking about the the business components and and in some ways, like yeah, it was just like a, a brilliant to almost like doing like a one on one mastermind with you mm-hmm. about like how to make it a better experience. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and as a, as an observer of the attendees, uh, watching all these guys go through their goal setting process. Um, working hard towards these goals, doing a Focus 48. Um, what was it like to see 70, 17 people um, go through this experience in the house? Again, amazing. Yeah. Uh, especially some of the young entrepreneurs, it's just incredible seeing them like pushing, uh, stepping out of the comfort zone, uh, really want to make a difference. Some of them, like uh, for example, Tobio, like you know, had uh, uh, just an insight to to align his business with his values, mm-hmm. and he abandoned like his goal in the middle. 
And just to to see see him doing that, that was uh, inspiring. So in some ways, even though like I'm in the, in the status of advisor here, I learned as much as anyone here, and and I feel like I'm a student of this program as oh, well. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the last two people that that you helped get signed up for the house, uh, Antonio and, and Shanti. And um, um, so I knew. I left a couple of positions open because I knew when we got to Bangkok that there would be people at uh, the DC conference that wanted to come up to the house. And basically from a couple conversations you had with these guys, enrolled them into coming up, you know, to stay at the house. And Well, thank you very much for that. And also, but I, I, if you can share a little bit about the story of Shanti and how um, basically last minute I got a phone call that you had somebody on the line that wanted to come, but that you were talking to a guy and had a flight with the guy that, that was interested. So do you mind sharing that? Yeah, well, first of all, because I believe in the value of this program, I, I share it with others. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do it if I, if I didn't believe that a person who invests uh, his time and money here would get, like, I would say at least five to ten times more than he invested Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, for me, it's easy to share and talk about uh, things I believe in. And uh, Shanti basically is a guy I met like in DCBKK, like a great guy. And um, yeah, he just like uh, talked to me the day before my flight to Chiang Mai and say, uh, "What flight you're taking?" And I shared the flight, and then we decided to fly together. So he basically bought a, uh, a flight ticket and. Uh, when we landed in Chiang Mai, uh, a car was waiting for me to pick me up, and uh, thank you for that, Chris. <laughs> and basically, I offered uh, Shanti to join me. And during the car, during the sorry, the, uh, the drive, I I told Shanti that like, yeah, did you think about like joining the 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 Chiang, the Chiang Mai breakthrough experience? And he basically said, mm, what exactly is happening there? Mm-hmm. And obviously, I raved about it. And yeah, that's it. Like, so Shanti signed up. Uh, while driving to to the house, yeah, and and I got a call, and Tal says, uh, you "Shit, you know, I got a guy on the line. He wants to know about it. Tell it to him." And I was like, "Okay." And so I kind of gave him a brief explanation, and literally, like two minutes later, he shows up at the doorstep. He's like, "I want to see a room, and if the rooms are okay, I'm in." And so we went and showed Chanti uh, the room, and and he liked it, and and signed up, and so. Yeah, that was cool. What else can we share about what went on behind the scenes? What about the Focus 55, uh, a.k.a. Focus 48? What, what do you think that was like from a, a, a facilitator standpoint or advisor standpoint? What was your experience like for that? Well, I think uh, Focus 55 or 48 or whatever focus you want uh, take on yourself, it's, it's a really great way to, to see the distractions you have in your life. Mm-hmm. And eliminate them for a short uh, period of time. So it's almost kind of an experiment that you're doing, mm-hmm. and it also allows allow yourself to immerse immerse in uh, in an experience. And because of it, you extract more wisdom. So uh, it's just really great to see the result that people got out of that. Basically, stepping out of the comfort zone and pushing themselves to achieve a certain goal in, mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. Um, yeah, again, inspiring, inspiring to see. Yeah. And that actually, during that time, was one of my actual favorite memories of the house, um, actually just working with you. 
was we decided to, when all the, the attendees started to work on the Focus 55, you and I went and got a massage and uh, it was just nice and relaxing and a good time to, to relax while everybody else had their work going on and take it easy. Um, well, you had your Focus 55 before everyone else. Yeah, you know, I, had focused, I had Focus two weeks. <laughs> focus and two weeks, yeah. So what, was, uh, what would you say is your favorite social um, memory from this past month? Ah, uh, well, we went to a motorcycle trip. Oh, yeah. uh, it's supposed to be three days, and uh, for me it's, it, hap it uh, ended up to be a one-day experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was incredible. Again, like the whole bonding uh, experience for me, I think it it makes a difference uh, when people come together, uh, go on adventure, help each other. Yeah, just just being part of that, and then basically go go to do business together or like help each other uh, in in a business uh, scenario is is much easier mm -hmm. just because again everyone trusts each other and 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 bonding. Yeah, I think that was, I think there's a, a, tons of business and life lessons from our motorcycle trip. We actually did an episode talking with Mohit and Parush, um, who had incredible breakthroughs from this, this, this motorcycle trip. And uh, it was just, it was, it was, we saw teamwork, uh, we saw camaraderie, we saw helping each other out, self, selflessness. Is that the right word? <laughs> People I mean, giving, right? And, um, and uh, so that was that was that was an incredible memory too, and just seeing Chiang Mai, uh, you know, outside of the city, like just seeing the nature and uh, mm -hmm. get to remote uh, remote places. That's that has been incredible. Actually, Chiang Mai. I mean, if you want to talk about it, uh, what's the difference for you uh, between Chiang Mai, let's say, to Barcelona or Rio or any other like digital nomad hub? So it's a very different vibe here in Chiang Mai as opposed to Barcelona. Barcelona has an upbeat, a upbeat um, kind of indulgence vibe, I guess you could say. We talk, Actually, I did a podcast once where we talked about what a city whispers. And what, what Barcelona whispers is indulge or uh, like an international indulgence. Mm. And um, then we talked about what Bangkok whispered which is whatever you want you got <laughs> like craziness yeah yeah like like anything you yeah so bangkok whispers his own thing in chiang mai i think it would whisper easy life and almost like the good life i guess you could say in many ways cuz everything here in chiang mai is very easy cheap it's easy to get the small things in life uh, that most cities, and they're handled in a very efficient way, I think, in Chiang Mai, that a lot of places don't. And I think that's why a lot, a lot of digital nomads are here, and even expats are here. I wouldn't say, uh, you know, everybody needs their, their, their space or their place to put down roots. For me, it's Barcelona, because it has something there. Chiang Mai is a great place to come for a few months for my personality, but some people fall in love with it and want to write, you know, there's, there's, Digital nomads that we know that are raising families here, so it's it's different, and I think you just have to experience both of them to really know, you know, what's what would be the better one for you. Yeah, and when we talked before that, you shared that uh, in Barcelona when you did masterminds, you actually drank some wine before that, uh -huh. and it was like 
a kind of different experience and here you experience more productiveness or more like uh, seriousness or whatever you want to call it I wouldn't say uh, uh, more productiveness here or seriousness I would say more formalities yeah perhaps. yeah yeah so in Thailand that you get that whole vibe too as opposed to Spain Spain's a very laid-back place where people drink wine they take siesta they chill on the beach uh, that's not so much of a drinking culture here in Thailand but uh, you know a great place too so what what would you say the biggest challenge was as being an advisor? Well, I think to basically find balance because when you're uh part of a program of a, of 30 days it's it's kind of it's kind of a long period mm-hmm. uh and when you immerse yourself with so so many activities and you see people every day sometimes you might just need like a break and mm-hmm. uh just take a day off. And uh, I remember, like, after the Focus 55, like, you advise everyone, like, to take a day off, take a massage, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just not thinking about business mm-hmm. for, for one day. Uh, because it's so easy to just, like, just continue to work on, on your projects. There's actually, for my experience as, a, as an entrepreneur, there's no end to the amount of improvements you can do with your business. Right. So, uh, yeah, my, my philosophy is to take at least one day to reflect, set goals, uh, celebrate, uh, think about what went wrong. I know that you take two days. Uh, maybe you want to share a little bit about that as well. Yeah. Well, one thing I just thought of is that um, in from the age of 20, I guess 25 to 32, I worked incredibly hard and put off a lot of personal things that I wanted to do with my life because I wanted I felt like I needed to hit a certain financial status uh, before a certain age and so um, when I hit about 32 I realized there was a lot of things I put off and dating was one of them and um, and so I decided you know I need to find a different structure like uh, for example like you, you really never know how long your life's gonna last and you don't want to be have your last moments of your life thinking, oh, crap, I just spent the past five or ten years of my life working so much that I avoided the things that really, really, really sincerely matter. And so right around 31 or 32, I started to, to just um, take a step back and try to focus more on um, uh, taking the weekends off. Um, I don't mind working hard during the week. And sometimes on the weekends I do work, but um, um, to but you know, for example, here in Chiang Mai and in Barcelona, I've had so many incredible memories in the past two years between these two cities that to not have those and just do more work for an, an extra whatever ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars more um, in income would not be worth it. And so, yeah, so that's why I choose to take, I usually take Saturdays off to make a social day, then rest on Sundays with no plans whatsoever as much as possible. And then the, the few hours, I spend a couple hours planning my week out for, for Sundays. How about you? What about your, your 30 hours and 30 days of giving? Okay, so I've got this uh, long life goals list, as you know, 100 life goals when, uh, Actually, I said it 10 years ago, and uh, one of those goals were, was to uh, help uh, help people every day for 30 days. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, when when we started, like the the entrepreneurs' house, uh, I was helping people on daily basis. And then after a few days, I thought to myself, yeah, maybe I'll align this with my with my challenge, with my thirty day challenge. And I basically posted posted uh, something on Facebook, get a get a free hour of my, get an hour of my time, and I'll give everything I have uh, in terms of my heart and and uh, effort. And basically, yeah, like uh, within uh, a day, like uh, my calendar filled and so far I helped like 50 people in the last 30 days, around 50 people. And it's been incredible just to to adopt the mindset of giving, giving back uh, or giving first, I would say, mm-hmm. without like expe- expecting anything in return. Actually, in some ways, it's a life-changing event. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Actually, uh, that led also to... Uh, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Give and Take. And yeah. uh, in the book, uh, the author says that you can divide people to three. Givers, takers, and matchers. So givers obviously give uh, with, no, with no expectation to get anything in return. Uh, takers just want to take. And matchers are always trying to match and find some balance when they, when they give. And the interesting, um, the int- interesting research that has been done was that the most successful people in life are actually the givers. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the, 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 the worst uh, or the people who actually... Most unsuccessful. The most unsuccessful are also the givers. So there's some wisdom there to find like how to give in, in the right way. Uh-huh. Um, and is, that me- me- um, is that measured on like financial status of success? or? I've just started to read the book, so I'm, okay. not, I'm not sure exactly how I measured it. I think uh, you went to certain groups like engineering or uh-huh. medical and whatever and, and found like through grades or through whatever, financials. Um, it's really, really interesting. Um, I found out that I'm a natural giver, mm-hmm. uh, and I and because of this challenge, I, I'm going to change my whole mindset of how I'm actually going to do business from now on. Nice. You're also writing a book now too. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Uh, well, uh, yeah. It's. I mean, like I felt we we both were in DCBKK, and I, and I felt very strong pull to uh, to share. Uh, to share my story and, and share in general. And I, and I think the next year will be the year of sharing for me through writing. Um, as you know, like every year I set an intention for, for, for the next year. Mm-hmm. And I set an area of focus. So I had the, the year of fitness, the year of socializing, the year of freedom, the year of contribution. Um, and I think uh, next year will be the year of sharing. It's time to share this uh, journey. Um, uh, Steve Jobs used to say, "You cannot connect the dots forward. You can always connect the dots backwards." Mm-hmm. And I think, looking back, I can see how everything leads. Uh, every journey leads to another journey. And in some ways, as, as Steve Jobs said as well, you have to believe in something—intuition mm-hmm. or gut feeling or whatever it is—in order to like pull yourself forward. And then it all makes sense, like you know, when you look back. Uh, that's that's kind of an interesting concept and. Uh, and, and uh, it's time to basically yeah, connect the dots. Perfect. Okay, my friend, I want to give you a big thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for being an advisor at the Entrepreneur House. And I really, it really would not be the same experience without you. And I think the attendees uh, know that, but I want to tell you again, um, you've been a blessing in the house. So thank you, my friend. I want to give the listeners a little bit more insight to Tall and who he is. Um, you guys, Tal started out serving in the Israeli army. 
He's worked and lived in over 50 countries on the planet. In 2005, he made the conscious decision to pursue every big dream he had, setting 100 bucket list goals, and so far he's achieved about 90 of them. He's built a home for a family in Peru that lost their home in a mudslide. He took a 12,000-kilometer motorcycle journey across Australia. He trekked to the Everest Base Camp in Nepal, and now, of course, he's working on his book. So if you guys are lucky enough to find him somewhere in the world and get a moment of his time, I recommend you do. And here's a way you can get a hold of him at. Yeah, you can just go to talgur.me or just Google my name, T-A-L-G-U-R. And you'll pop up. Hopefully, yeah. Cool. He's an incredible individual, incredible coach, incredible human being. Um, So we're going to make that a wrap. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll be back soon with another podcast of The Entrepreneur House. The Entrepreneur House is a travel and co-living experience for online entrepreneurs. Imagine spending one to two months in the world's most exotic cities with other successful entrepreneurs. Day to day you interact with other very driven and smart business people. Spending a long amount of time with them alters your business and your mentality around your business. Goals are set, new businesses are formed, new partnerships will develop, greater profit margins are achieved, and the productivity skyrockets for those living in the house. For those of you that are interested, be sure to contact us through the entrepreneurhouse.com website. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.